Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Liberty and the Law, the podcast series that examines the critical elements of a strong legal defense in criminal cases. Join respected attorney James Dore for this lively discussion on the rights of criminal defendants and the important role defense attorneys play in our legal system. And we want to welcome you back uh, to our discussion. And, you know, as we look at uh, different aspects of the law, one of the key roles that a defense attorney plays in representing their clients is uh, to protect their interests in cases in which they may be guilty, unfortunately. Now, the actions taken by the defense attorney may be guided in part by whether or not the defendant is being charged with a misdemeanor or a felony. Hi, everybody. This is Jim Mitchell. And and today I'll be relying on the uh, more than two decades of experience of a defense attorney, James Dore, to help me better understand the difference between these two classifications and how a uh, defense strategy might change depending upon the the charges. Uh, James is an associate with Lavelle Law and is our source of legal information here on Liberty and the Law. So let's get to it. Great conversation ahead. Good afternoon, James. How are you today? Hey, I'm good, Jim. How are you? Good, good. Very glad to have you yeah, with us. Good to be back on uh, Liberty and the Law. I'm excited about this topic. Yeah, we. this one I think we're going to you know, have to make sure we get as much in as we can because there's a lot to cover. Let's start with, um, uh, you know, there's a lot of differences between the two, but is there sort of a high-level differentiation that you can share with us between a misdemeanor and a felony? Well, the, the basic, uh, what it comes down to is, is how it can be punished uh, in sentencing. A misdemeanor can only be punished uh, at the most by up to 364 days in jail and a $2,500 fine. Uh, felonies can go the full gamut from, say, one day all the way up to life or even uh, some cases a death penalty. So um, the, the repercussions of a felony conviction are much more severe um, the stakes are a lot higher, so they, uh, there's a lot more protections built into the system for those charged with felonies as opposed to misdemeanor because of that uh, the level of punishment involved. Now, because of the significance between the two, um, how, how is a felony charge filed? Is, it, is that up to the determination of the prosecutor, or are certain crimes just by their very nature have to be charged as felonies? No, it's 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 correct. Uh, it could go either way. The, generally, the the how it gets charged is uh, within the prosecutor's discretion, whether or not they uh, file a felony indictment and then we proceed to a preliminary hearing, or whether they approach a, uh, and convene a grand jury uh, where uh, citizens would determine the the, the charges. Um, that's kind of the how it gets into uh, felony court, where uh, there are sort of some. Um, offenses out there that can be charged as either a misdemeanor or a felony, depending on whether or not there's you know, certain prior uh, charges of the same nature or uh, effect on the, on the victims. Um, in those cases, uh, the judges or the prosecutor would have discretion on uh, whether or not to you know, go by way of a misdemeanor charge or proceed, mm-hmm. uh, like I said, one of those other avenues to a felony charge. Okay. Now, um, I imagine that there are unique instances related to different specific types of crime. As an example, um, do certain circumstances in a DUI case or a drug case or a battery case differentiate misdemeanor from a felony? And if, if so, maybe take us through a couple of those. Sure. Well, the DUI is a great example. Um, first time DUI, normally you'll, you'll almost always see that in a, in a um, misdemeanor courtroom. Um, if there's no aggravating circumstances. Um, one of the things, or there's several reasons or bases to get the 
uh, charge uh, enhanced to a felony, um, something like not having insurance on your vehicle uh, when you were caught driving, um, having prior DUIs, uh, things like that can enhance, can be used by the prosecutor to enhance the charge to an aggravated DUI, which would bring it in the felony courtroom, and again, the, the stakes are higher there. Okay. And, and drug so the cases, same, the same thing, the same, go ahead, I'm sorry, Jim. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I think you're probably going to head to where I was going here, which is drug cases. Is that determined by quantity, type of drug, um, you know, age of, of the person involved? What are some of the factors there? Yeah, normally with drugs, it comes down to the type of drug and the weight uh, of the drug, or um, where, say, it was a transaction, if it was near a school, a church, something like that, that could be used as well to enhance a case. So um, it, it, the key in these cases is to, to really do your research. If there's a, a basis like that that the state's attorney is using to enhance a case to a felony, we want to make sure you do your factual investigation to see, you know, did this in fact occur uh, within X amount of feet of a school, or is the weight proper on this? Was the, were the drugs properly tested? That sort of thing. So, when when things are used to enhance cases to a felony, you know, it, it, it's incumbent upon the, the defense attorney to really do the research and, you know, get into the meat of the case and see if there's anything there that can be used as leverage to get a case reduced or to fight the charge itself. Um, you know, it's, it's, a lot of things come into play. Yeah, and that's uh, actually the next question I was going to lead into, and I, I think it's uh, perfect timing here. Tell me about the role of the defense attorney. If, in fact, your client is being charged with a felony, what, what can you do to try and get that reduced to a misdemeanor, and, and if that is something you are going to attempt to do, is that something you do right away before you even get into any trial? Uh, that would be pretrial work. I think uh, the, mm-hmm. the uh, bad timing if you're trying to get the state to reduce a charge while the trial is going on. So uh, we need to get started early on things like that. The groundwork needs to be, be uh, start laying the groundwork early on in the process. Um, like I said before, the state's attorney's office has the, the prosecutorial discretion on how cases are filed, charged, and how they proceed through the courtroom to some extent. Um, They can, on their own volition, uh, file their own motion to reduce a case, reduce a charge to a a misdemeanor charge. Um, Again, there's a lot that goes on with pretrial negotiations, um, things that we would want to bring as a defense attorney to the attention of the prosecutor because we want to give them a reason, a good reason. If somebody has, you know, wants a case reduced to a, a misdemeanor, you know, the state attorney's office is going to need a reason because they they're charged with the task of protecting the public and the public's interest. So in order for them to say take a chance and reduce a case, well, they need a good reason. Um, that's what we know as mitigating factors, and it would be part of the, the defense attorney's job is to uh, sit down with the client, interview the client, find out exactly okay. What kind of person is this? Or things that we want people to know about this person, you know, charity work, um, achievements in work and education, things like that. Um, they would want to, to say to the judge or, or to point out to the prosecutor, I'm sorry, that this is, a, this is a, a better person than what you're seeing you know, with the charges. You know, we want to see the person, not just what, what the person is charged with. So it's part of the process to bring, bring those facts out and let the state's attorney know, you know exactly who we're dealing with as a person. Our, our podcast is uh, called Liberty and the Law, and a uh, key contributor to each edition is Lavelle Law Defense Attorney James Dorr. Uh, you can read more about his practice and approach to defending uh, uh, his clients at uh, LavelleCriminalLaw.com. 
James has uh, participated in a number of podcasts and written articles on key aspects of criminal defense, all of which can be found at that website. Um, and, of course, a phone call to 847-705-7555 gets you uh, right through to James as well. Um, tell us a little bit more about the role of the defense attorney in cases like this, either um, up front in trying to get those uh, charges reduced or if the charges are going to stick, uh, how you would approach defending someone in court uh, against felony charges. What, what sort of extra work do you have to do and how do you approach things? Right. It's a, there's a good there's a balance of efforts that go on here. The, if I'm trying to get, say, negotiate with the state's attorney's office, then we're trying to, to come to a resolution of a case. You know, they may or may not work out. So at the same time I'm doing that, I'm getting together the mitigating factors, I'm getting together the information I think the prosecutor will need in order to make that determination. At the same time, I'm looking at the case itself. I'm doing my research. I'm, I'm challenging the evidence. I'm seeing if the charges are proper, if there's a way to attack these charges. What is our defense to this case? Because a state's attorney with a, with a very, very good case has is less reason uh, to say, you know, dismiss a charge or reduce a charge as opposed to if a state's attorney is going to have difficulty proving a case. So mm-hmm. a part of that process of negotiations, I could also be pointing out um, problem areas in the prosecutor's case and what are correspondingly made strong areas in our case. And that also is a, is, is a reason for the state's attorney's office co- to consider doing something other than you know seeking um, full punishment on the charges you know, because they, they may lose the case. So they're more inclined to, um, to negotiate in a, in a case like that. So at the same time, we're looking at mitigating factors and negotiating with the state's attorney's office. The defense attorney should also be concentrating on how to fight this charge, how to defend this charge, because that may have some carryover benefits in negotiations as well. And ultimately, this case may end up in trial, and we have to be prepared to you know, eventually go to trial in the case. So from, okay. from the outset, you know, I do my analysis, I look at the case, see what we're dealing with here, but I'm always in my mind, I'm thinking, how do I defend this charge? And I picture the jury I'm in front of. How, how am I going to defend this charge? I'm always thinking about that um, in, the, in the big picture of the case. And uh, Let me go back to something you said earlier. I want to make sure I heard it correctly. When you were talking about whether it would be filed as a misdemeanor or a felony, I think I heard you use the word or term uh, felony court. So depending upon the level of the charge, does it go to a, actually a different courtroom, a different judge that would uh, that would handle a case based on whether or not it's a felony? Right. Normally in, in uh, say in larger counties like Cook County, DuPage, whatnot, they have separate rooms, separate courtrooms for the felony cases. Um, more serious cases tend to be in, in the in the you know similar uh, felony rooms. And whereas your misdemeanor cases, uh, a retail theft or a DUI, anything that's a misdemeanor level would be heard separately by a misdemeanor judge in a separate courtroom. Um, in smaller counties, they may hear all the criminal cases in one, one room. So um, mm-hmm. you know, it depends on the county. Yeah. And and as you're preparing, going back to, to the comment about the work that you do, um, are there different processes involved in, in a trial that would be a felony in terms of how um, you share information with the prosecutor and, and some of the other procedural things that need to happen in those cases? Right. The... Um, and all those uh, procedures would be codified in a code of, uh, code of criminal procedure. So the um, felony cases have much uh, clear, much clearer uh, statutory um, grounds that must be complied with by both the state's attorney's office and the defense. 
uh, defendant has to, um, you know, alert the prosecutor to any kind of affirmative defenses, alibis, things like that before trial. So the state's attorney has a chance to prepare for trial and the eventuality of those arguments coming out. So um, it's all in the Code of, Civil, or Code of Criminal Procedure, um, and there's much more, uh, like I said, it's clear for the felony cases of what's, what's mm -hmm. required and the, um, the obligation of the state's attorney's office in particular to turn over any information to the defense. And if convicted of a felony, um, is that something in the future that can be reduced or removed from a record, or once that conviction is in place, uh, there's there's really nothing to be done about it? Right. I think if we're talking about expungement, um, it's very difficult just with uh, felony cases in general. There's there's limited uh, uh, cases where a felony matter would be eligible for expungement. So generally convictions aren't eligible felony convictions in particular. So um, to uh, do something like that and have something, uh, a case eligible for expungement in the future, we really need uh, you know, some cooperation from the state attorney's office and how the charge goes forward and how the sentence is structured um, to allow for that narrow window of uh, expungement in the future. And we've got about a minute left here, and, and I want to just kind of recap some of the things you've said in terms of, you know, felonies being more serious, uh, you know, obviously more work on your behalf as a defense attorney, greater risk or uh, higher stakes, we should say, for the defendant. With all that in mind, if someone is facing a felony charge, how, how important is it that they really sit with their defense attorney right away and are very honest and report everything up front um, so that uh, you have the best chance to really defend them? I think that's key, Jim, and you said it just perfectly there. At the outset, you need to be honest with your attorney so the attorney can do a full analysis of the case and assess the strengths and weaknesses and the best path going forward to help the client. Um, if your client doesn't tell you the truth, it's hard to prepare because eventually what that client is hiding from you will probably come out in court and the attorney won't be prepared for it. So no matter what, it's key to sit down with your lawyer as soon as possible to go over the charges, to go over, like I said, those mitigating factors in a person's life and things like that that may help the matter as it proceeds through court. Well, uh, Attorney James Dorr, thanks so much for being with us, as always, here on Liberty and the Law. We've got uh, kind of wrap things up here, but be sure to visit uh, LavelleCriminalLaw.com. You can get more information about James' practice there and look forward to having future discussions with him. If you'd like to talk to him now, 847-705-7555 is his number. Uh, and uh, as I said, we'll look forward to uh, upcoming conversations with Attorney James Dorr, and we hope you'll join us for those. Thanks for being here.